Patrick Hoots from the Carlton Footy Club. You're listening to the Coaches Panel. Dane Zorko here from the Brisbane Lions. Jason Johannesson from the Western Bulldogs. Luke Parker here from the Sydney Swans. It's Rory Sloan here from the Adelaide Crows, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Maxwell and Melbourne Football Club. This is Nat Fife from the Fremantle Footy Club, and you're listening to the Coaches Panel. Well, the last man you heard from there, Nat Fife, he's got himself a brand new coach. Who it is? Well, I'm sure we'll find out over the next couple of weeks. Hello, it is MJ from the Coaches Panel. Welcome to the final episode for season 2019. Yes, you are just a handful of days away from your Supercoach Dream Team Anthem Fantasy Ultimate Footy Year being done officially. Not just done as in your no chance of achieving your goal or winning it all, but actually it will be done. And yet there's still plenty of stuff to talk about on this week's episode. Uh, joining me, couldn't get as many of the members of the panel we'd like, but still we're able to get the other faithful and reliable Fox in the studio. Hello, mate. G'day, mate. How are you? I'm good. Interesting I'm... times, isn't it, with Ross Lyon? Well, yeah. That come out. Where that, that just come out of nowhere. Isn't it fascinating? There's probably three teams getting the, the biggest media runaround at the moment with Adelaide, Port Adelaide and... And maybe to a lesser extent, Melbourne. They're probably the three under the media's most scrutiny. And yet, none of those teams have moved on a coach. But St Kilda, Carlton, North Melbourne, and now Fremantle have. I wonder if the teams that have made coach... I don't think they would. But I do wonder if there was, you know, North and Carlton that have locked their coaches away. And their supporter base are very, very happy with their coaches. I think Carlton went a bit quick. Maybe like we're entering team. a new territory here for the coaches yeah. panel. We generally try to keep about fantasy footy. I, I, I like think the, they probably didn't need to rush the decisions as quickly to yeah. get the, their men. I think they were going to get them anyway. Although I must say, the T train it got a lot of momentum. No, it sounds better than the Lion train. That's true, doesn't it? That's true. I, I think um, uh, there, there's been a few other names right going around on, on Twitter. I don't apologies if it's someone that knows who it is, and I'm sure you let me know. But I think there was there was the Reshaw Rickshaw that was rolling around. <laughs> so uh, we'll see how it all kind of rolls again. Look, anyway, on this episode, we will get uh, into some of our Patreon questions uh, a little bit later on in the episode. But for most of this episode, because chances are you've got no trades left, or it's a injury or a very very luxury trade. You're pretty much holding on for dear hope now. And so what we wanted to do is kind of bring you our 2019 Fantasy Footy Awards. Like always, we kind of combined Dream Team, Supercoach, and AFL Fantasy. So there's every chance that if you were doing it for just one format, one of the players probably might not get it. But because we're looking at it in a totality approach, which we do here at the Coaches Panel, it might be a little more unfortunate that someone gets nudged in or out. We're going to give players, um, clubs, three categories. We'll go club by club in no particular order, but we're looking for, for three things, Fox. You've got half the, the AFL-listed teams. I'll take the other half. I'm looking for the fantasy footy MVP. I'm looking for the most improved player. Uh, and then a 2020 watch list and, and a little bit of your justification for who they are and why you've got. So why don't you start for us with... Essendon. I, I know it's just a random order we're going to go in. All right. But if you would pick that's Essendon... That's actually good. I'd prefer going in random order. Well, that sums up our brains perfectly. What do you got for me, mate? All right. Uh, the Bombers. Um, MVP first. Sure. Uh, I found that pretty easy. Mm-hmm. Um, the 23-year-old Zach Merritt. Nice. Yeah, he's averaged 109 uh, Dream Team and 107 Supercoach. Uh, increased both years. Uh, he's heading back to those days, you know, those days a 
couple of years ago where he was off the chart. Like he was about one seventeen for a couple of years, mm. there, wasn't he in Dream Team? Um, so he, yeah, he's the highest averaging bomber um, by about ten points. All right, nice, yeah, pretty easy yeah. one for you there yeah. to pick. So. How did that go? Was that that's that got no, yeah, it's, it's your list. Opinion. It's your opinion. That's the end of the day. Yeah, yeah. man. Um, and uh, most improved. Now, not looking at figures, mm -hmm. I thought uh, guys like Darcy Parrish and maybe to a le very lesser extent McGrath might have oh, been yeah. there, but um, not much in increase there. No? no very, the very, very marginal. So I gave it to Dylan Shiel. Um Okay. It, it, as we know, he lacks a bit of ceiling, mm. but he's improved uh, 10 points in Dream Team and 12 in Supercoach. I don't mind so, that. Again, you, you first said the name, I'm like, oh, come mids. on. They're all mids. I searched, you know, but there's, there's, not, there's, not much, there's not a lot there. A few guys have fallen off. Um, would have been good to see Devin Smith yes, well, there this year. He would have been right up there, I would have thought. Um, now what, what do you want next? Well, there's What's only the one other category to go for, mate. It's the 2020 um, watch list. Who have you right. got? Uh, gee, oh, well, watch this probably Devin Smith. Yeah. He'll come back. Yeah, fair he'll, call. He'll be, um, he'll be under price. He'll be underpriced. Uh, what did he average this year? About close to 80 in Dream Team? Yeah, 80 issues. He was down a fair bit in yeah. contrast to last get year. DPP? I think he's had enough data. I thought he was going to lose forward status last year anyway. He kept it for us. If he kept it last year, he's probably going to keep it again I this year. I think so. And he'll get an injury discount. Of what level yeah. of percentage? It will be yeah. dependent on the format you play. Um, and um, another, gu another guy, we thought he might have come in this year, mm. but he didn't. Jordan Ridley. Oh, he yeah. just needs that. He just needs to go. Yeah, he I does. Think, doesn't he? So he who does. knows how he'll come back? You know, pr good good preseason. You know, he, like he might he might be one to watch. Uh, he'll be he'll be priced what sixty eight or something, but maybe more draft yeah, format yeah, sort of draft. thing. Yeah, uh, one guy stay clear, Sam Draper. I wouldn't go near him. You wouldn't go near the Drapes? Nah, not coming off a knee injury. Right. All right. So I, I see a lot of people going in and getting getting him. You know, mm -hmm. so, you know in a keeper league. Oh really? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I, I don't see that. Person. Okay, well, Bell Chambers should be up and about still next yeah, year. So a few before, maybe another 12 months beyond yeah, that, he might next be the year. way to go. All right. Yes, yeah, so that's about. Um, can I get a, Can I just give a yeah. drive by shot? <laughs> yeah, right. Go. Can I add another yeah, category? Yeah, yeah, go. Just quickly. Um, just the guy that's managing Joe Danaher. Mm. He needs a whack. Oh, no. Fox. <laughs> no, he does. Oh. Like that groin issue. Is that three seasons in a row now that have been interrupted? Crazy. Yeah. We I don't think seen. Doc Reed's over everything at the moment. Mm -hmm. I think maybe a new guy's come in and he's just pushing him out because Doc Reed wouldn't have allowed that. All right, Fox. Okay. With drive anyway, that's a drive-by. That's an exclusive <laughs> drive-by opinion from the Fox. All right, fair enough. Uh, I'll pick the Crows. I'll get them out of the way. Right, um, your turn. Yeah, my turn. Uh your team. My team as well, yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not an unashamed Crows fan, no. Um, just a wounded one. Uh, club MVP, going to give it to Brad Crouch. Um, doesn't maybe have the biggest super coach average. There is Rory Sloan that's got a bigger super coach average than him, but hasn't missed a game this year, which is a huge win for him. He's averaging 110 in Dream Team and Fantasy. Has only dropped under 90 once all season. Um, 15 tons. Super coach, averaging the flat line 100. Um, one score under 80 all year, 10 tons, 
Like he's a guy that many of us expected to be like a stepping stone to kind of get us to a premium. But to get a 110 average out of a guy that was in the 90s, you know, in some price ranges, considerably less in others, um, that's a huge win for you right there to get 22 games out of Brad. We're talking about Joe Danaher just moments ago who hasn't got his body right for years. Brad, unfortunately, has been the same. Yeah. So that's yeah, a, no, that's a, no, that's yeah. He's had a massive year. Yeah, he's been uh, awesome. He was in your fifty. Uh, he was in the fifty most relevant. That's for sure. Um, most improved, Riley O'Brien, a real laydown choice here. Like he was priced under two fifty k in all formats. How much work did you do? I'd have to put in to get that one. Oh, <laughs> mate, that, that that's might be the easiest pick I've done. All oh, there's actually there's some easier ones than that one. But look, priced under two fifty k. He's now averaging ninety five in every single format. Like. Arguably, it's him and Sam Walsh that are the best two cash cows for us this year in terms of points on field and cash generation. He's probably, he's probably still generating, isn't he? Well, oh, yeah. I think, well, even the other week, he had a bad week last week, ruck, ruck sharing with mm. Source, but I think about two or three weeks ago, you could have downgraded to Max Gorn in AFL Fantasy from O'Brien. So it's just it's just ridiculous how good he's been. And who have a, they got this week? Uh, they have the Western Bulldogs this Ooh, week. Tim English. So, points there. Uh, if it's a sole ruck, uh, then it could be good news for O'Brien owners. But look, chances are you've moved him on. My 2020 watch list for the Crows, uh, it's a cash cow watch list, and that's for Ned McHenry. Yes. Uh, hasn't got a game this year. Um, every time he got close, he did get himself a little injured. Um, but the Crows love him. Um, in terms of the things Adelaide lack, and there are several things that they lack as, uh, on field at the moment, is um, he adds defensive pressure. He he adds speed to that midfield, and he adds some energy. That's certainly three yeah. things that the club are, la- are lacking. If you want a contrasting player... Think a bit of Jack Higgins. Yeah, he adds a bit of voice, doesn't he? Yeah, a bit of a larrikin. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so for me, I, I think whether or not he keeps his DPP or not, semi-irrelevant, mm-hmm. I think he's uh, the crow I've got an eye on. So him and the fog. Yes, and a bit of Chasey Jones. Yeah, the future's yeah. not too bad for the crows, that's for sure. Not too bad at all. All right, man. Uh, why, don't you, why don't you give me the Giants? Let's let's chat GWS. Oh, okay. Oh, well, I, ha- I had to... They, they had a few up there. I had to give it to Whitfield. Yeah. Because... Because yeah, of the DPP, yeah, it's a he huge. Played, he missed six games, but his his um his averages were right up there. One hundred and thirteen dream team mm. moment, one hundred and eight super coach. So they've both come up. They've both come up a little bit. Uh three times he went one hundred and thirty or more oh. dream dream team. Gosh, that's good. But just just it, it was it was very closely not to give him. Josh Kelly or Canelio was going to knock it over? I didn't have Kelly. Taranto? Yeah, that's the boy. That's the one. Yeah, Taranto. He had a fantastic, fantastic year. Um, his, his figures spiked 23 points in Dream Team, which is ma- massive, isn't it? And 17 in Supercoach. But he was close to getting the MVP. He played every, I think he played every game. Yep. I'm, yeah, pretty sure he's played every game. Uh, yeah, he was, he was right up there too. He, he was very close to MVP. Yeah, he would have been very close. Does he get the most improved then, Double T? He was in that category as well. Oh, but... I'm lucky. <laughs> Double T. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I sort of gave it a draw. Him okay. and uh, I was, Zach Williams. I was pretty happy with his um, season. Nice. Yeah. yeah, good call. Yeah, he he he's improved, what, uh, what, six or so points. But as a defender, yeah, give the defenders a little bit. And more. does maybe the weighting of his past maybe five or six weeks kind of tip it over the edge for you yeah, a little bit? Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, condolences to Green Hop. Hopper had a sensational year. He's been too, very good. Yeah, especially in Supercoach. Fifty you, most relevant. Expect, he made it. As in you that. expect, yeah, being being that type of um, inside player. Um, eighteen point increase in Supercoach. Yeah, it's decent. I think he was pretty similar in um, Dream Team. Mm. But that's not his game. Um, yeah, and Toby Green. What a year he's having. You know, yeah. finishing off with. Although he's pro- probably now with Green with um, Kelly in it. He's yeah. Probably, probably not going to finish off the year with a one fifty. Well, the interesting thing for me about last week with with Toby Green, he didn't certainly get as much midfield time as he did the weeks before. I'm not so sure. Um, it was because DeBoer and Kelly came in. I've got a hypothesis, and it could be wrong. I'd right, love to hear it. That Jeremy Cameron was out. Okay. And so just that extra goal scoring, that didn't help him on the yeah. weekend, unfortunately, but just that extra avenue to goal and extra support for Harry Himmelberg. I think it's there. So if JC is back this week... He's likely, isn't he? So I believe so at this stage. We'll see how that works out. If Cameron's back, one, yeah. jump on in your daily fantasy format so he's going to have a field day. Uh, but two, I think that could be good news for Toby Green. Yeah, you got sure. a watch list for us for the Giants? Uh, watch list. Um, was it uh, well, Caldwell? Oh yeah, nice. And that, how many games did he play? Uh, three. Uh, if he yeah, plays, so if not, he plays this week, yeah. So he's not. Yeah, they've they've played their cards there, haven't they? With those, uh, maybe for next year for a guy that might get might be cheap. Um, hasn't played yet this mm. year. O'Halloran. Oh yeah, nice. He, he might be one. Um, I do like the Perryman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, should keep think, defensive status yeah, too. Yeah, looked at his um, at his DPP stuff, yeah. all those things, and yeah, I'm pretty sure he'll keep defence. I know fe- fellow panelist uh, Jimmy's very big oh, fan of, loves, of Harry Perryman. I think he's got a poster of him. I, d- I think he does uh, right next In to the photo cave. of his child as well. So look, he was uh, I know he was an owner at some point this year, uh, young Jimmy. So he's uh, a little bit unfortunate about the early season injury. I think it was the first quarter of the first game. Jimothy went into some tears. Yeah, the first game didn't. Yeah, that wasn't great. But look, that's all right. Yeah. Good for those. Good little started. watch list. Yeah. Oh, look, I'm happy to see Jai get a couple of games at AFL level at the end of the year, but because he was probably my favourite player from the draft last year. Yeah. But gosh, I was a bit filthy when I saw him as a late in. That was purely fantasy footy selfish. Yeah. Because we knew he was going to be almost a basement price rookie for us heading into 2020 otherwise. Yeah. But look, happy for you, Jai. Yeah. So enjoy it. Yeah, he's right. a good play. Can I give a drive-by? Yeah. <laughs> Are we going to get one for every squad I've well, given I you? I started, didn't I? So. Okay, all right. Yep. Um. Tommy Sheridan. Really? Round one, two points. Oh, the sheep. <laughs> now, you can't go... and But he got that... But the thing is, he mm. got those two points in 11% time on field. What's that you know, points per minute, folks? <laughs> well, I worked it out because Callan Ward did that, did it, got three points oh. too, but he had 2% time. But he was going... He was looking at 136... <laughs> For the game, <laughs> and Sheridan would have been looking at a sixteen, something like that. Oh, that's. Incredible. Oh no, yeah, there was that. Anyway, I, I haven't. I'll, I'll look in depth for that. All right, I appreciate that. Uh, follow Fox but, on no, Twitter if you want to see that. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll pick Brizzy. Um, I know we talked right at the start of this episode, where like uh, we talk about all formats. But really, the ga- the the tiebreaker for the MVP for Brisbane for me was this guy's Super Coach score. I'm gonna give it to Lockie Neal. 
Um, in in terms of his super coach average, that really did tip him over the line. 118 is the average for the year at this point in time. 16 tons, not as impressive in Dream Team. Um, you know, with the the 102 and just the 10 tons through there. And Zorko's having a good back half of the year. It's a little bit quiet in the first maybe five to six weeks and has stormed home and average around the mid-hundred marker across all formats. But just that start of year from Lockie Neal and, and the ability to consistently give us tons in Supercoach just marginally tipped him over the line for me. He's been quieter the past few weeks, though. Um, but look, for me, I'm, I'm going to give it to to Lockie Neal. In terms of the most improved, Hugh McCluggage gets my vote. Uh, he's lifted his average um, across the formats from mid to high 70s into the early to mid 90s across the formats. And, and the really great news too is that that's just that sort of stepping maneuver that you want from him. He would have been much more highly owned had he retained the forward status this season, which he held in 2018. He's mid-only again next year, in my opinion. Um, he's getting some forward time, no doubt, but he looks primed to be that guy and a guy that's priced at the Taranto range of this year, that low 90s, and could go 105 for us next year. Just watching that development, he's just a really classy midfielder, is Hugh. So for me, he's the MVP. And then the 2020 watch list, it's, it's got a caveat on it, and that is if Luke Hodge doesn't play in 2020. Looks like he probably won't, but you never know. If he doesn't play, the 2020 watch list is Alex Witherden. He's dropped about 10, 12 points, depending on the format you play, into the 70s. Was was never a monster average last year. It was kind of mid to high 80s. It was very heavily back-end favoured in terms of his average um, that got boosted through there. But if Luke Hodges out, there's another ball distribution role that I think he will pick up. I anticipated it this year. I don't know, Fox, if you're a fan of Witherden at any point this year, but he's just been a little underwhelming. But there's a positive when someone has a bad year is the next year they're cheaper Absolutely. than what you would have paid for. Yeah. So for me, I'm, I'm all right on Hugh. I think Daniel Rich too has had a massive yes. year too. Like, yeah, no one really saw that coming, did they? No, he's in, he's increased about 17 and 19 points. So that's, yeah, as a ball distributor down there. Yeah, he was definitely in contention for the most improved. Mm. Um, but... Uh, and maybe he's more relevant than Hugh McCluggage was because he would have high draft ownership and, and he's belonging right in the mix for for Supercoach, especially. But Brisbane have had that sort of season, haven't they? Like, like Jared Lyons as well. Like yeah. He, he must have been, you know, on the peripheral. Yes. To, you know, massive numbers. Yeah, it, it does get difficult to, to just pick yeah. one. And, and look, the great thing for Brisbane in a pure football sense is a side that's really been, you know, they've not lacked for um, premierships over the past 20 years. Um, let's not play that down. But in terms of the last decade, they really have been kicked to the curb. So it's nice to see them um, in a general football sense do well, let alone in a fantasy sense. So, yeah, for me, no drive-bys. If I was, Witho would be getting it. Make no mistake about <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, I think I would have given it. Uh, but that's okay. Uh, do you want to give me the Saints? All right. Saints was pretty easy. Oh, okay. One of the easiest ones. I thought Rowan Marshall was clearly, was clearly a massive like. Yeah. What's bigger than a spike? Is there anything? An ex- what's above a spike? I don't know. A giant spike. A sphere or something. Sure. Sphere. Let's go with a sphere. 
Yeah, no, he he forty nine points in Supercoach from last year. 30, 30 points, uh, dream team, just massive, massive numbers. Yeah, that's big. Numbers. We didn't see that. We didn't see that coming, did we? No, I, I no, I talked about him a bit at the start of the preseason that he was probably behind Billy Longer in the ruck role, and well, in round one, I was correct. After that, it wasn't. Um, yeah, but we didn't see it. even when he did have the first couple of games. I didn't see it. No. I didn't see it. Well just, done to those in yeah. drafts because he was a waiver wire pickup for a lot yeah. of people. Well done to you. You've got an oh, absolute... Ab- you've nailed You've nailed one of the best picks off the waivers. No doubt about that. All right, yeah. No no, no complaints to me about that one. I, there's one player I feel is probably unlucky. Yeah. But I think Marshall's the one it belongs to. I'll see if you mention him. Not Jack. Yeah. Jack Billings. Yeah. Yeah, he's my um most improved. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Yeah, he's 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 had a uh, what a sixteen point rise, um, I think in Supercoach, but um, seven of the last ten tons. Oh, he's come home. He's come home like a the Billings great train. train. Yeah, yeah, the Billings, train. Billings, Marshall, and Dunkley since the buy have just been insane, and and probably Toby Green. Like, yeah, that's a pretty special forward. Four, and chances are you might have Dangerfield and Boked thrown in there. Like, yeah. that's as good as you get on a run home, isn't it? Right now, yeah. And your super coach scores, and you yeah, got those, man. you got that package, those packaged up. You know, ma- yeah, massive. Points. Yeah, that's money. Yeah, big. Um, yeah. So that was. That, I thought those two were pretty easy. Um, twenty twenty, watch. I think the two new boys from mm. uh, Clark and Caulfield. Nice. Yeah, I think that that. Both go together. I don't know if one's going to be better than the other. Um, do you reckon Hunter Clark um, retains his defensive eligibility, or is this kind of back half of the year where he's been a lot more midfield? Pretty hard to say. Coffee okay. will, but yes, I, um, I got no no idea on on him. All right, do fair you? enough. Oh, I think he loses it, but you know, yeah. oh, I just think that the amount of mid time he's had towards the back half of the year might just outweigh what he's done. But you can't really complain, can you? No, and. Drive by, here we go. Robert Young, oh. didn't he only get two games? A poor kid. <laughs> no, one hundred and eleven points for three innings. You know, even tail enders do better than that in cricket. That's a, oh, that's <laughs> and almost Re- Relton Rent. Re- well, who was the guy? Really? Relton Reynolds. Relton Reynolds. Territory. One game. Oh, two, didn't he? Oh, it's... I think he played two. Uh, it, it still hurts. Whatever it was, it still yeah. hurts. No, no, he'd be he'd be down there. He he was a shocking pickup. Yeah, he was bad. He was really bad. <laughs> if I'm gonna give you good, I've got to give you a bit of bad. No, I appreciate that at least one of us Fox is doing a drive yeah. by on everyone. So that's fair <laughs> enough. It's absolutely fair enough. Uh why don't I take Carlton? Um we'll we'll chat about them. Um the MVP again pro- there was one guy that was to be fair, was pretty darn close. And that's Nick Newman. Like, I know that feels wrong to say, but he got... Re- like, he doesn't feature in any of these categories. Um, but Nick Newman got really, really close in terms of being an MVP. He's not far off um, in terms of average in Dream Team. In Supercoach average, he's considerably off the guy that wins it, for me. Yeah. But in terms of in contrast to the role and to the position... Like, Nick Newman's averaging 94 in Dream Team and Fantasy, 97 in Supercoach. So, really unlucky. But I did find it hard to go past Patrick Cripps. Again, like Lockie Neal, 
just those super coach waiting of him, you know, going at 115, 12 tons, captaincy option. Maybe being a bit more inconsistent this year than we'd hoped. Um, but for me, I reckon just his super coach numbers kind of tip him over the line in terms of being the most valuable player. Um, but Nick Newman can count himself very unlucky. I'm a big Newman fan. You're a big Newman yeah. fan? Yeah. But yeah, Cripps. Imagine when he gets a bit of help around. around well, that's right. You know, in, in, in the years to come. Well, it's but, been fascinating the past eight weeks. Um, Walsh has kind of moved out of being inside. Kernow and Murphy have come in. Mm. And while the scores for Cripps aren't there, his impact on the game is still incredible. Oh, he's he's going to put out massive numbers in the years to in the years to come. Do you reckon Cornelio so, goes to Carlton? Gee, that would help. That would help him. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. Well, Carlton would be hoping. What, what is it? Hawks and Hawks and Carlton and or and GWS. They seem to be the three. I think Saints have kind of dropped out of the running. I can't see him staying at GWS. All right. So if you're a, you're not, but if I you're a betting Hall, man, I think Hall, uh, although Hawthorne are after Payton, I think they've pretty much think they've got uh, Payton, Patton, yeah, Pat, or Patton, Payton, hey, Payton, get a two for one deal. <laughs> All right. Yeah, yeah, but um, yeah, Haw- Hawks seem to get their guys, don't they? And pe- they people don't want to go there. You know, the guys that have gone there injured, like Burgoyne and uh, O'Meara, they fixed them up. Yeah, it's true. You know, so. Not Even that, not that Ryan Ke- Burton got rebuilt not there. That, is it Canelio? <laughs> I always say that. Don't wrong. get it wrong, mate. You'll get tweeted something <laughs> no, fierce no, when you get no, it wrong. Be careful. Right. Yeah, but but he's not smashed up literally, is he? As bad as no. the others, he might have a few. Yeah, his history is, isn't you know injury free. But you'd want to go there knowing that their medical team, yes, you is would, really good, and their professional team like Clark, you know, coach, you know, got a great coach. They do. Great players, the Warpedo. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't you want to play with the Warpedo? I'm sure I'm going to hear his name at some point when it gets to Hawks. Yeah, look, they go all right, don't they? Amira, that's for sure. probably a mate of Amira's. Yeah. yeah. Probably best mates. Yeah, I feel like I think the Hawks. Talk- all right, fair enough. Uh, my most improved again, condolences to Nick Newman, but it's very difficult to not let Sam Walsh get some award in this period of time. Um, a, a fantastic year from him. Uh, currently hasn't missed a game. 90 two is his dream team in AFL fantasy average 87 in Supercoach well worth the extra price point you needed to pay to get him at the start of the year still not the best rookie year I've seen in recent years it was still very very good but just in 2012 Toby Green averaged 96 in dream team and fantasy 94 in Supercoach and that's a pure debutant 18 year old kid too so look as good as Sammy Walsh has been and that's no knock on how good he has been it's He still doesn't have Toby Green pipped for me for the best first-year player ever in fantasy football. But, gosh, he's been pretty darn good. Yeah, pretty good. He'll go on to win the Rising Star. Uh, yeah, I think so. Rosie and Stack, who are the only real competitors, yeah. have faded away in parts. Or injured. in That doesn't help. That doesn't help. No, dropped and injured in Stack's case. And then Rosie, again, just with the inconsistencies of points here, has certainly damaged any chance that they might have had. Some it was always a, a lock for Walsh anyway, but any chance of competition, yep. that's been stamped out in the past month or so. Uh, in terms of a 2020 watch list, I want to go a little out of the ordinary. Um, I like Charlie Kernow next year. Yeah. Um, dropped his average around about 10 points per game across the formats into the mid-60s. Only played the 11 games, so we should pick up some injury discount there. 
Carlton have looked much better um, over the past eight weeks for a number of different reasons. I would love to see what Carlton really look like under Teague with Mackay, with Kerno. And played in the right position. Played in the right roles. And that's what we've seen with Carlton when they've put players into their more comfortable, natural surroundings. We've seen the club thrive. There's clearly been some shackles taken off in terms of game style and gameplay. Mm. Um, but I think maybe it's more super coach weighted. And I know you're always more a super coach weighted man. But he was a couple of years, he was like the breakout contender at the start of last mm. year. And he still averaged 77 in his third year. Um, in Supercoach, 73 in Dream Team of Fantasy. I feel like he's the kind of guy that, where he's priced at, he could jump another 20 points to be a high 80s. It might not be enough to keep him for the year, but we are going to lose a lot of good forwards next year. I think Charlie might go okay. So for me, that's who I'm picking. Yeah, absolutely. And don't forget Doherty. He'll be another one. I'm intrigued. What do you think? I'm not going to jump too early on this one. I'm a little intrigued about it. Here's my two concerns. We'll talk about this a ton next year. Mm. He will appear in the 50 most relevant. It'll be talked about. Here's my two concerns. One, coming back from two ACLs, that's going to slow the greatest of players down. So he hasn't played footy in 24 months in a a competitive sense. That's a long time. Mm. Secondly, Carlton have changed and evolved a lot in that 24 months. They are no longer the squalid cellar-dweller kickers that do nothing but just try to retain the ball and stop the bleeding of the opposition. They're taking the game on now. So it'll be interesting to see he should get another further discount by missing. So his price point is certainly going to be the interesting. How his preseason goes is certainly going to be interesting. That's all I'm going to say about him because everyone's going to talk about him. They're my only two. I'd like to get them answered. That's all. It's not saying I'm not going to pick him. I'm not saying you shouldn't pick him. I'm just saying I want those two questions answered. I don't think he's going to go back to the huge numbers. That he... And because he was so big, depending on the discounts that he does get, where is he going to be priced at? Because you've got to then grade him based. Is he worth getting paid at for a guy in the 80s? Yeah. Is a 10, 15 points enough of a jump for you? I, I don't know. It's all about what further discount he does get. He should get the full discount for missing again this year. So that will be the interesting thing. But he was priced around the 110 marker. So even two lots of 20, 30% discounts, last year would have been a risk. Yeah. Potentially. So, you know, but again, the risk is minimised the cheaper you are. Yeah. Watch this space then. Uh, I'm going to hear more about him. That's good. Yep. No, you'll hear a lot about him uh, from all the panel. We'll try to, and some new members joining the panel. Yeah. 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 We'll tell you about that next year. Yeah. And they're not just various aliases that are just the same people with different aliases, I promise. Uh, you got the West Coast Eagles for me, Fox. You want to talk about... Oh, let's see the Eagles. The Mighty Birds. Right. Yeah, the Eagles are pretty easy. Okay, great. Let's fly through them. Uh, 31 minutes in. All righty, um, This guy started late. Yep. So he would have been unique. Yep. Andrew Gaff. Nice. 110 average. Yep. Dream team. Uh, I think he's at the moment eight tons on the trot. Yes. Like, no, I don't think nothing massive. No. Input, but he's just nice tons. All right. Um, so so that was that. Uh, most improved guy. Uh, uh, this guy's average 14 kicks, 12 handballs, five marks, two tackles, 0.7 goals. 
Uh, he averages 100 versus the Pies in his last three. Here we go. He's almost close to knocking off Walter Lindrum as the sportsman of Kalgoorlie. Oh, yes. Dom Sheaf. Here we go. Well, he's gone from like a mid-70s average to a mid-90s. Well, like. I, had, I had to put it, like, he's had a 21-point spike. Yeah, it's decent. In Dream Team and a 16-point spike in Supercoach. He's, a lot of people don't know, but he's playing injured at the moment. Oh. He nearly didn't make it over a couple of weeks ago. I did not know. No, so being a spiritual leader there, he's he pretty hard to keep out. So he's playing under duress at the moment. Right. So that's why his numbers have tapered off. Okay, and a 2020 watch list from West Coast. All right. Um, all right, these might be... It's all going to be dependent on injuries. Sure. I think at two guys... Francis Watson and Jared Brander. Oh, yeah, nice calls. They've both played games. Watson's played three. Brander's played a couple. Mm -hmm. Very, very small. Could we see a couple of... There are some older Eagles in the side, most notably their skipper in Shannon Hearn. Oh, I don't think he goes. No, no, I was just curious. I think I need an injury, like to a shepherd or something like that for one of those. I was just more curious if the Eagles do pull off the back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Would Hearn go out at that point in time, do you think? It's not Rance we're talking about. Rance probably would if... Yeah, that's true, Alex would. Yeah, but uh, I think Hearn's got another year. Got another bit more time in him? All right. He's probably going to be the All-Australian captain this year. I reckon he's half a chance. Yeah, you could build the case for that. Yeah, Yeah, I don't mind that call, absolutely. So, yeah. Um, Driveway? Yeah, go on. Right. Just don't boo. West Coast supporters. Just okay, so this is now for the fans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just to the fans. Don't boo. You booed Watson. You booed Goods. You know, just don't boo. Just don't boo. All right, players. You're going to clip everyone by the end of this podcast, <laughs> aren't you, Fox? We just have to share it around. Yeah, oh, there was no players there. Did. I suppose. All right, fair enough too. Uh, I'll take Collingwood, a real simple, easy one. Like we we can fly through this one. It's a real easy pick. The MVP. It has to go to Brody Grundy. Averaging 120 in Dream Team and Fantasy. Just three scores. Just three scores. Under 90 all year. Ooh, that was early when he was injured? There was one uh, against Maxi Gorn where he was injured. There was one just the other week where he got uh, yeah. double teamed. Um, he had that toe injury to start the year. Yeah, and then round one. Yeah. Like, I think they're the three games. Um, and, and Supercoach the same. Three scores under 90, but an average of 128. Like, he is far and above one of the best fantasy players of the modern era. Um, and Keeper League owners should be very, very happy if you've got him. Most improved? Again, I'm going to let a format tilt me in terms of the player I pick. But again, using Supercoach, I'm going to pick Darcy Moore. Um, he went and lifted his average, again, just using Supercoach purely as the reasoning, um, from 49 and playing only the seven games to playing 14 games and an average of 75. That forward defensive flexibility, maybe you had a Burgess or a Rosie, um, it was so important in those first six to eight weeks of the year towards building your side, getting like a bankable 70 or 80 every single week. And the odd ton in there too. So look, for me, the most improved was Darcy Moore from a fantasy perspective. And then the 2020 watch list feels a bit odd, but I'm going to give it to Taylor Adams. Um, we'll only play if he plays this weekend. There'll be 10 games for the year. So that's enough to qualify for an injury Effective discount again. What percentage of that will be dependent upon the formats? Low nineties average before the discount hits, 
and just remember two years ago, he was like the number one defender, average around that 110 marker across the formats. Yes, the side's very, very different compared to what it was two years ago with someone like a Beams has walked into the side and things like that. But if he can get that body right again, I really do like the value of Taylor Adams through there. It's just it's just not been able to get that kind of durability back in. Has had maybe it's a once off year, who knows? But for me, I'm really intrigued by Taylor Adams because I do think he'll pick up a discount and he's already underpriced in that low nineties marker. So for me, yeah. I quite like him. Yep, like it. Yep. You got a drive by for Collingwood, mate, or not at all? No, only the ones on my sheet. Okay. <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> I could get I'd get you one. No, you no, you'll be fine. You don't need a drive by. Um let's talk about the Bulldogs. Let's oh, you still got another four or five teams, don't you, mate? So the whole team almost deserves the number one the, fantasy. The midfield unit. Oh even even past that. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that they have been massive. They've they've knocking numbers off like Collingwood did a few years back. In so terms of like the back half of the year, like re- it's really been since the multi buy round that it that yeah, it's got cracking has, for yeah, him. Probably has, yeah. But the MVP, I just put the whole podium up of McRae, <laughs> Dunkley, and the Bont. I just put the whole. Geez, that's hard to split, man. I, I couldn't, I couldn't split oh. them. They're, they're like those, those guys. Does the DPP to Dunkley give it to him? But then again, like. McRae's been super consistent uh, in Supercoach. If you picked up McRae after the bye, which a lot of people did, yes. he, he has come home with massive numbers. Averaged 132 in AFL Fantasy in the past 10 weeks and hasn't dropped under 100. Yeah. No, that... that that's, Yeesh. Yeah, yeah. Ten, ten, 10 straight tons. That's impressive. Yeah, I, I just couldn't... I just couldn't... Is the he the whole, number one the midfielder three. next year? Even with Tom Mitchell coming back in, is he is he the safest yeah, midfielder yeah, we'll get? I think he's the safest. Yeah, because Tom, what's Tom Mitchell going to come back? You know, off a of, off a knee, broken leg, mate. I oh, was it was it? <laughs> it's a broken leg. Oh, maybe a knee as well. <laughs> it, mate, <laughs> breaking news with the yeah, Fox. All right, all right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. McRae. Yeah, he'll, he'll go in as number one. Okay, next all right, sure. fair enough. But you couldn't split Dunkley, McRae, and Bont. Well, yeah. I had to get a most improved as well. Like okay. I got half the half the Bulldogs team on my list. All right, like, they've, they've had such a. Massive... Are, are you treating this like an under twelve awards ceremony where it's like everyone every, will get an yeah, award? Yeah, they got to be fair to okay. everyone. Yeah, no, but Caleb Daniel. Yeah, yeah good did, shout. Didn't man. he have a? Didn't he like? Like you, you could have picked him off the waiver wire. You know, at true the beginning of the year, no one wanted him. Yeah, no, he was unwanted, but he's turned that around, uh, and he's, he um he got the DPP in AFL fantasy, in AFL yeah. fantasy, yeah. So he spiked twenty two in Supercoach and seventeen in Dream Team, you know, massive. But then, but then you like Lipinski, yeah, you know, massive, another one. Ma- you know, I can go, I can go on and on. You know, so um, I thought Timmy English was okay too. Yeah, he's not quite Caleb Daniel territory, no, but he's, no, he's, he's, he's chugging That's along. That's why I didn't put him before. Is he going to get in your watch I've, list? This um, was your chance to get Tim English on. Yeah, 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 Tim English. He's on my watch list. Um, his yeah, his spikes haven't been as much as Grundy's has, but I reckon no. he'll be right up there You know, in a few years. Who's got a greater value in a keeper league now, Riley O'Brien or Tim English? 
I would go English myself. Okay, well, taking the Fox bias hat off, mm-hmm. because you'd almost say Dom Sheet <laughs> at that point. No, who, against who? I, I wouldn't say Dom Sheet against McRae. No, I know that. Um, oh, that's silly. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It was Tom Mitchell, of course it's Sheet. It's fine. But in a general keeper league, brand new keeper league starting up, who's going to go first in a draft? Does Tim English get picked first? Or do you think Riley well, O'Brien? Well, you're not buying them for next next year, are you? are buying them for the the fullness of their... Yeah, yeah. You're buying five to eight years eight, of footy. Yeah. So I'll, I'll back. I'll back English. You're back English. Okay, that's I, good. I just I like the way he plays. You go, I don't think it's a wrong call, by the no, way. I'm no. just curious. Well, no, it's not the right call. May not be the right call either. But time will tell. Yes, but I think will. they both have very good, very good years. You know, right. going forward. Right. I like it. Um, so yeah, uh, but, but pff, Bulldogs have got heaps of youth, haven't they? Like, how good's, um, Bailey Smith? He's going to be a ripper. going to be too. You know, Forward next year too. You've just got quietly. Riley West that can't get a game. He had one game. He, he, he looked okay in that. He, he, he does. dropped straight away. So he's only had the one game. But they're, they're yeah, how good, are, how good are they fantasy wise? Yeah, they're, they're, they've kind of got that. Error about them, don't they? I just gave the Bulldogs the MVP. You're just going to give it to all of them. <laughs> yeah, yep. they're a team. They're, I, I, I do except, love watching them. Except um, I'll bag one guy. Here he goes. Toby McLean. Oh, yep. Massive, massive numbers down. About 23, 24 points. You know? Yeah, it's bad. Format. Yeah, it went bad. Yeah, no, he's just... Yeah. All right, fair he enough. Des- he deserves it. He does deserve it. We'll keep moving through, Fox. Uh, I've got Geelong. I'll, I'll plough through this one super quick. The MVP needs to go to one P. Dangerfield. Not as big an average uh, across the formats as it's been over the past few years. But look, when you're getting a forward that is giving you an average of a 105 in Dream Team and Fantasy, 113 in Super Coach, yeah, it is about a 10-point drop over what he's done over the past few years but he is spending a lot more time forward. The positive for us is I think he's going to retain that forward status with the amount of time he's spending inside forward 50. And as such, we could get another really strong forward option. And unless we get a surprising Jackson McRae type forward that we got like a few years ago, he's looking destined yet again, Fox, to be the number one forward as we head into 2020, if he does retain it. Imagine if he played all mid. Well, that's like, when you go back to what he did a couple of years ago. He's won 36 yeah, in Supercoach. He'd be right up there again, wouldn't he? Yeah. But you'd, you'd prefer him as a forward. You want that split with him, don't you? Because he's such a difficult matchup. Similar, they're not similar players, but similar like Richmond. You love Dusty in the guts, but you also want to give him enough time to be damaging inside forward 50 because he can create just as much chaos. Almost the fantasy runner's got to run out of him and say, oh, you've got to spend a little bit more time in the fourth yeah, line for next right. year. We've got to get you. Yeah, that's right. Just a, a few more times, mate. Year. Exactly right. My most improved, I'm going to give it to Tommy Stewart. He's jumped up his average 15 points per game in Dream Team and Fantasy. Just the 11 in Supercoach. But that now bumps him from kind of that nomadic sort of semi-relevant in drafts but not in salary caps He's now in the mid-90s across the formats. He's planted himself as a really relevant defender for us. You, my friend, get the most improved. And then my 2020 watch list, again, similar vein to what you've seen with me, a couple of guys. Guys that are coming from an injury have underperformed and should get a discount on top of that. Sam Menegola. Just the nine games up until this point has already dropped about 15 to 20 points off his average from the year prior where he was one of the premium forwards for us. 
even just with a discount off that price, he should be around that 60 to 70 marker, depending on the format you play. That's a massive upside, especially if one Timothy Kelly moves on and some mm. extra midfield rotations pop up. He can get himself fully fit. Yep. I think Menegola could be a ripper. A good preseason. We'll do him wonders and, yeah. for him. Uh, you want to talk Hawthorne? Oh, okay. Where are the Where are the Hawks? All right. Um, all right. The MVP. It was It was heading for Henderson at one stage. Yeah, what, yeah the past month has slowed that down a little bit now. Yeah. Slow, yeah. The wheels fell off Henderson, um, and a young guy came up and took that mantle, James Warple. Yeah. Nice. Now he's, he's more of a dream team. Play thirty point spike. Oh, um, one twenty one in his last four in dream, dream team. team. Yeah, yeah, he's going okay. Yeah, one forty something in super coach this week. Matt, oh, yeah, massive numbers, and a lot of people thought um, he was dropping off. I think um, well, he was. I, th- I think a few people traded him out. Well, buys. He, I know Ritz talked about it in the podcast. Like, I think he only had two tons in super coach prior to the buy. And he just wasn't showing that ceiling you needed. So you could kind of understand it. But even in Supercoach, you've mentioned the AFL Fantasy numbers. The past six weeks, 109, 105, 106, 149, 127, and 142. It's an average of 123. It puts him in the top 10 in terms of most form players in Supercoach right now, regardless of position. Yeah, that's why he's he's just stolen from Henderson. Yeah, love that call, man. Yeah. Love that call. Um, now, where are we now? Um, most improved. Well, I had to give Henderson most improved because even though he's been yeah. bad, his numbers are still good. Um, 12 points up. Yep. I couldn't find anyone else. You didn't want to give Warpedo the two categories? I could have, but I didn't know you were allowed to. Mate, so. they're your rules. You can do whatever you like. All right, I'll give him the two then. You're going to give the yeah. double to James? Why not? Why the heck not? Because you don't want to reward... Henderson for his... Are you yeah. saying his last month? Yeah. Of mediocrity? Bad. Yeah, it has. Well, people... Rely, if you're in a draft league, that's where you're relying yep. on a guy like that. Yeah. Okay. You know, you don't want to be let down in finals. No, you don't. <laughs> Do you? No. You probably won every game. And then yes. you go out... You go out, you know, don't in, you know, straight out. No, fine, fair enough. Of All right. Yeah, so give it to um, the Warpedo. Uh, now, guys... Uh, for, ne- for next year, for next year, two thousand and twenty, I think. Yep. I think you've got to watch Tom Mitchell. Yes, He's are you worried back. about the I, you, return from injury? I know we talked a little bit about Doc already. Yes, so it's a leg. It's a broken leg now. Yes, all right. <laughs> you think someone like a Michael Barlow is probably the most well-known fantasy footballer that suffered a, a, a pretty severe I think leg? His numbers break. are going to be still up there, but they probably won't be as massive. Okay, I don't you, you know? What they drop off what 10 15 percent that's a but big jump down. But, that, but he was putting up big numbers he too, was. wasn't he like what was he averaging was 120 plus oh, yeah okay um a couple of couple of guys jones and golds they might be two that oh, yeah know, golds is very fantasy relevant yes um and scrimshaw be interested to see how he comes back yeah, like he's that sort like of that. guy birchall 
should be retiring. I, have we heard? He's no, retiring? he's not announced his retirement. Oh, Everybody a, else has of like the uh, the Hawthorne crew, but not him. Well, I think everyone else has retired him. He's, he's, he's taken okay. how many years to get back? I think it was was it like a thousand days or something crazy yeah. like that. It took him and to get did, back. Yeah, I, I think he. I loved that video from the Hawks. That social yeah, that, media that return was, video. Was that was my favourite. But I think he might take his spot. Okay. All right. Fair and enough. Be, and be relevant for a few years on from now. Uh, drive by. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Sicily. Oh. Yeah. Actually, that, he, deserves, he that. deserves that. Yeah, he does. He's dropped. Um, like in Supercoach, it's that's where a lot of people pick him in Supercoach. Yes. Uh, Twelve points. And he's dropped at the worst time too, hasn't he? Very true. Right? Finals. Yep. Um, Gunston, I think Gunston's had injury. That's why he's dropped off. But okay. he's, he's had massive drop-off numbers too. He has. He's in a draft league. So, um, yeah, probably those two guys. All right. Fair enough too. Uh, let's talk uh, about the Gold Coast Suns. I thought I'd be digging deep into the barrel, but, but there's some pretty obvious ones. Most MVP... Most MVP, club MVP. I'm going to give it to Jared Witts. Um, an average this year in Dream Team and Fantasy of 102. It's pretty good. Supercoach, an average of 97. That's an increase of nine. Now, again, that's not enough to put him in the top two uh, in, in that ruck division, not really even in the top three, you know, with the, the run home that Goldie's been having at the moment. I wonder if he appears in your North Melbourne review soon. He but might. He might. But, look, that's a big enough jump for me that coaches that started with him as a unique to try to get up to Maxi Gorn or a Brody Grundy would have been rewarded with with his really strong start to the year. So for me, Jared Witz gets the MVP, the most improved. I'm giving it to Darcy McPherson. There's a few guys that could have been in contention for it, but again, like we talked about moments ago, a player that has gone from fantasy, not irrelevance, but kind of fantasy nomadic, maybe drafts in a Tom Stewart. Well, Darcy McPherson's gone from an average of 71 um, up to 87 in in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team, and from 60 up to 81 in Supercoach. He'll be a mid-only next year. But again, that's a huge jump. And like you talked about, a Caleb Daniel, a guy that would have been late waiver wire, you know, a late round draft or a waiver wire pick. You know, it's, um, they're not just a strong on-field forward. That, that could be, you know, in Dream Team and Fantasy, that could be your number two forward at that point in time, depending on how you're drafted. So that's a real big win. And then the 2020 watch list, for me, is Jack Bowes. He's priced in the mid-70s, but check out his opening five games of the year. In AFL Fantasy, averaged 92 in the first five games of the year, and in Supercoach, it was 99.8. Should only play the 14, 15 games, so he might just qualify for a very tiny discount on the injuries but there's a lot of upside there he's got a bit of the McCluggage jump about him where he goes from the mid 70s up to the 90s he's one of those AFL fantasy picks I like for next year uh could be a very very good option young Jackie Bowes do you like Will Brody I do like Will Brody um signed on he signed on for the club just in the past uh I think it's 24 48 hours at the time of recording of the episode I do like him I hope he gets good a good pre-season. chance. Good preseason, a good run at it. He's not going to be cheap, though. No. He's got a bit of scoring about him there. But, look, in a draft, I think there's some value there for you. Late, if you like a bit of... Maybe it's an AFL fantasy pick. Uh, I'd want to see something pretty substantial in the preseason and make me feel like he's the breakout mid-contender, which at that price he'd need to be in Supercoach and Dream Team. But, yeah, AFL fantasy, I don't mind him as a flying 
you know, kind of option. Um, just a couple of clubs left to go. Three clubs for us left each. You want to talk North Melbourne? I want to. I want to hear your options here, mate. All right. Um, my MVP. This guy played. Um, he played like he was about twenty-five. Here we go. You know, like you know, the other night, Todd Goldstone. Yes, he does. Didn't he look like young and fresh and incredibly fit good? And cleared the centre like. He went. Off, he was. He off wound the up back to the year that. where he was the dominant fantasy player, wasn't he? He, he didn't even. He, he looked like fit and mobile, and oh, he, he just did things that you so good. You, you used to see of him like five, six years ago. Oh, he's he's definitely um, super coach. Massive numbers. Um, I think eight tons in a row. Yeah, he's finishing off the season. But he, yeah, he he was he was well and truly a great ruck. Uh, Option there, um, especially in Super Coach. Yeah. Um, most improved. Um, had to give it to Zebel. Okay. Yeah. Sean Higgins was there or thereabouts, but I thought I thought I thought I'd give it to Zebel. He's his numbers have gone up like six to eight points. Yep. Yeah, those two big hundreds. So he has a bit of ceiling there, which you don't normally get from Jack Zebel. Yep. Don't mind it. Um, so I thought I'd give him the most improved um, guys to watch. I think Luke Davies Uniaki. I reckon he might pick up forward status, by the way. Yeah, that'd be handy. Yeah, I think he might get it. He's. Uh, what, do you think he's more of a super coach player? I do think he's going to be more of the super coach. Just more is that yeah, inside he midfield. Is. He does a lot of good things. Does a lot of good on, stuff there on the inside. So he probably uh, put him on your super coach watch list. And Taron Thomas isn't isn't. He's, I didn't, couldn't believe he's played 19 games. He looks the good stunny that kid. He's got a bit of everything. He's, he can do everything. Yep. Like some of these rookies come across and they don't. They, they one lack dimensional. Something. Yeah, yes. they don't tackle or they don't kick goals or he does a bit of everything. He's just so good. And he's very very good at them too. It's not yes. like he's just jack of all trades, master of none. Yes. He's gosh, yeah. he's got some skills that kid. He's, he looks like he'd be better than his dad. I oh, I'm sure that'll he's, go down well at the family dinner time. Yeah. Um, do you want a drive-by? Yeah, mate. I, I, if I don't get a drive-by from you, I feel disappointed these days. I was going to give it to. I was going to give it to Dom Tyson. Uh, being he, he deserves the it. Less, the lesser Dom in the league. Oh yes. But um, is that a friend? Is uh, over the line? <laughs> sports have been doing the Dom off. Is that correct? Yeah, I think Dom Cheed won that after. About yeah, six I think rounds. so. Maybe the draft doctors lads were getting involved yeah. in that too. Shout out to both of you all. Yeah. Um, I'm going to give it to Sean Atley. Like, we've been waiting for a breakout for about seven years. We have, haven't we? And this is his—it's dr- not coming. No, well, this is his dream team. You know, his his average per year, forty-eight, sixty. Then we thought that the Here breakout was coming: 67, 66, 62, 59, 66, 61, and he's at the moment sixty-six point eight. So he's just not breaking out. Yeah, it's not going to happen. Will he break out? No. 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 So we can put a lid on. Yeah. No, there's not a right. lid. Put a line through. <laughs> right. the, the, but they've been saying for years, it's yeah, going to break out. Yeah. Well, you could say that about a lot of people. It's just not happening. Right. He's just not got the role. He's not he, got the opportunity. He ain't going to break out. No, he's not. All right. I'm yeah. really confident with that call. All right. That was my... <laughs> no. Fair enough, too. Uh, I'll take Sydney. 
um, is one of my third last side. We're rounding it up towards the hour. We knew this would be a long one, Fox, but that's okay. <laughs> It's a um, record. Yeah, no, not quite, actually. Um, let's if, keep going. Then. Let's keep going. This one might be the record. Uh, look, a real simple MVP. Quiet over the past couple of weeks, but it's got to go to Jake Lloyd, doesn't it? Yeah. An average of 108 in Supercoach, an average of 107 in Dream Team and Fantasy. Over those, probably the opening eight weeks of the year, if you didn't own him, um, it, you were on the back foot immediately to start the year. Um, didn't go um, under a ton in the first five weeks. Um, in Dream Team and Fantasy. In fact, um, up until his buy round, had just the three scores under the 100 in Dream Team and Fantasy and just one in Super Coach that wasn't a ton. Like I said, his past month hasn't been great, and that's more in terms of ceiling. Like he's he's had one score over 100 in Dream Team and Fantasy, um, hasn't yet cracked the 90 market, but hasn't gone under 80 in Super Coach. So there's a few reasons for that, and, and one of them is uh, some experimentation in the back half and also some game-style readjustment for Sydney. But look, at uh, the body of work over the year... I don't think it hurts you that much because... Everyone's got it. Everyone's got it, yeah. Drafties, you know, that's where it's stinging you a little bit because you're hoping for a couple of 130s and 140s on the way through. But look, he's definitely been the best swan this year. You know, Luke Parker's been very, very good. Isaac Heaney's been good after a quiet kind of five or six weeks. Um, But look, Lloyd's the standout. In terms of most improved, I'm going to give it to Jordan Dawson. Uh, he's gone from just a few games last year, an average of around the 60 marker, up until the mid-80s across your formats. Probably gains a, a dual position next year. Yeah, you, I think he might actually even be a defensive forward Ooh, next handy. year. Like He's spending he spent a lot of game time defense um, over the past five or six weeks. But then prior to that, he spent a lot of time forward. Then just the week gone against Melbourne, was a forward target for him. He's got a little bit of Jimmy Bartell about him in terms of um, the Cats just love to put him into positions all the time to fix needs in their side. Dawson just seems to be that type of player, that versatile player that they go, oh, we need him in defense for five or six weeks. Oh, we need, you know, to, to cover a, an injured McVeigh or to help Mills out. Or, oh, we need some goal scoring options. Let's check him out forward while Menzel and, and Buddy get back to full health. So, hope he picks up a DPP, uh, and that might put him on the watch list. But um, for me, um, yeah, I think he's been their most improved um, this year. Um, and then the 2020 breakout or watch list, I'm giving it to big O Florent, Ollie Florent. Um, not a huge average increase, just the two points um, so far um, in Supercoach, just the seven points in Dream Team and Fantasy to get up to the 70 marker. But it's been what he's done over the past three weeks that has caught my eye. 91, 113, and 98 in AFL Fantasy and Dream Team. 82, 102, 106 in Supercoach. That's well over the 100 marker um, in Dream Team and Fantasy over the past couple of weeks and not far off it in Supercoach. And yet you're paying about a 70 for him. Smells breakout central to me. So just lock that one away. Trade him in if you can. Because if uh, maybe not right now, because he's running hot in a keeper league, but just over the preseason, if someone can forget how well he ended the year, just look at that average and go, oh, 70. Oh, it's not great. Fourth year breakout on the way for Ollie. Yeah, he's been, he's looked really good, hasn't he? Blakey has too, hasn't he? Yeah, he's going to be a real long term star yeah. too. He, he's one of those guys in a keeper league that you might be able to. Again, depending on how many you keep and structures and stuff like that, he's going to be seriously good player 
The Swans have done well out of the Next Generation Academy yeah, slash Father Sons, haven't they? Yeah, absolutely. They've done very, very well. They not, can't complain. Not paying much for Heaney, Mills, um, and, and also for Blakey. Well, um, they did that, that swap, didn't they, to get down for Blakey? Didn't yeah, they? it was very clever. Yeah, they... I loved that. Yeah, I love I love the Sydney. What that list management team does with just their yeah, ability to forward think it is just elite. I love it. Four clubs left to go. Do you want to talk about Fremantle? Uh Fremantle's very easy. Good, we'll fly well, through, mate. Who do you reckon wins the MVP? Oh, it's it's got to be <laughs> probably um, won at the last you know eight years. Yeah, no, it's got to be Aaron Sandilands. <laughs> yeah. Yep, we'll give it to Nat Five. Yeah, easy call, man. Super nice. coach beast. Uh, yeah, you know the numbers. Yep, beast. Super coach beast, and even he's 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 put his um dream team points up too. This yeah, year, he has slightly. Um, he had a reasonable. He, he throws out those low ones. You get a stinker like he, every now and then. Yeah, like he did on the weekend. But, you get a heavy tag. Uh, yeah, but massive numbers throughout on average. Um, most improved. Um, Sony Walters, Sony Walters. I like Sony. this call. Yeah, I do like it. Yeah, yeah. He sees numbers have gone up. Um, bit maligned. He is. Uh, do you think some of that malignment might dissipate after the year he's had for next year for pick? Well, the knock on him was just his his scoring potential was always high when he was getting big midfield time, but then there'd be moments where he'd just go back to playing as a small forward. But we've seemed to got a bit more consistency out of him this year where it's not just a, a flip-flop role where he's pure mid for five weeks and pure forward five weeks. It seems to be a good game time split through there where, again, we talk about Patrick Dangerfield earlier in the podcast of a guy getting that that time right of midfield time to impact around the contest, time inside forward 50 to impact on the scoreboard. I think Sonny's done it. Pretty yeah. damn good job this year. Yeah, he has. And what do you reckon with the coaching change? Oh, who knows, man. You know, that's, well, if few, you look, there's a few guys moving on from the maybe. Uh, apparently Langdon, Langdon and Hill are yeah. on the way out. So that's going to open up. That might open up a little bit more time there for guys like him and maybe a guy that I've got on my 2020. I match. hope you say the name I do. Otherwise, we might have a very difficult conversation later on. Uh, Adam Sharon. Oh, Way to build suspense, Frost. We're going to build that up. I was hoping so. But way to drop out early. All right. Yep. Fair mm. enough. He's going to be a defender. Chez? Yeah. Yeah, he should be. Uh, I think Brayshaw will be happy Andy too. Brayshaw, he'll, yeah. He'll, 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 his He's building nicely, isn't he? Yeah. Year, so, yeah, a new Fremantle midfield. I reckon he, he's a super player. Brayshaw? No, Shara. Oh, Chaz, yeah. He's a yeah, ripper. Yeah. yeah. I don't know what he's been doing down the back line. Oh, well, Tight. they're just letting him just develop with his time. He's got some exquisite skills, that yeah. kid. Once and he goes, he's going to be superb. Yeah, he's and because his average is so low across the formats at the moment, he's not on a lot of people's keeper radars. Jump on yeah. this kid. Yeah. Seriously good. Yeah, I've seen Especially it. if... Yeah. The guys I've, move on. Yeah, I've seen him being dropped in a few keeper leagues and snapped up very quickly by certain people. Certain ones in the know? No, they've just let one go. Yeah. So, all right, fair um, enough. Who's your improved then? Because you've given us your that, 2020 watch list. Oh uh, No, my most improved was uh, Sonny. Walters. Well, yeah, I just and and that the up, 2020 watch was um, Shara. Um, a guy called Sturt. He hasn't had a game yet. Okay, is he on your watch list for next year, Sam Sturt? I, I think he might. 
be good next year. Well, unless he gets a game this week, he'll be basement price yeah, as so, a rookie for us. So yeah. that's promising. And drive-by Benel. Oh, yeah. Gosh, I've, I've <laughs> copped some heat about that call from him all year, haven't I? Look, yeah. do you think he gets another go anywhere? Do you think there's a club that might no. back themselves in? No. Why, why, why would you? All right. Didn't, he went to Richmond. I think Dusty went to the the, the head guys at Richmond and said, no, nah, give, give a pass on this guy. Give it a pass. You know, I think all he wanted to do is, oh, I better not say. <laughs> Have a few uh, beers. Uh, solitaire. Um, <laughs> Let's play solitaire. Yeah. Um, Ho- uh, Hogan, I think he might need a little bit of a... Well, 66 in Dream Team and Fantasy, 60 in uh, Supercoach. That's a drop in Supercoach of 31 points. He's had a sore leg. 12 foot. games. It's a foot, isn't it? I'm getting my knees and, yeah, and that leg injury. Yeah. Just say leg. Just cover that whole yeah. like hip down. Syndromosis or whatever. Hip down, Fox. Okay. Right. Just say a lower leg injury. And another guy, Schultz. Now, this guy went missing Lucky between Schultz. rounds four. And 19. Are you giving him the Relton Roberts treatment here? Yeah, the, 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 the Robert... What was that guy from St Kilda? Uh, Robbie Young? Yeah, the Robbie Young Relton Roberts Award. But no, he, he went missing. He did. For rounds four and 19. He could he have hung around a little bit. Longer, that would have been nice. I like Jesse Hogan call. I think he's the one too that might get an injury discount. And even if he doesn't, he's, he's still valued. If he gets, that, if he gets uh, fully leg. fit. Hello, boys. Foot right. He'll be, he'll, be, he'll be good. Yeah, I like that call, Fox. 90, 90 Ford. Yeah, I think you're onto that one too, mate. All right. Uh, second last club for me. I'm going to fly through the Melbourne Football Club. MVP, anyone other than Maxi Gorn, you're kidding yourself, my friend. He, he can hold his head high. An average of 109 in Dream Team and Fantasy this year. Five scores under 100, and that is it. Uh, Supercoach, 124, and just the three scores under 100. Incredible consistency from him. Even ruck sharing. Um, has missed the one game, which put a little bit of a sour note for some coaches through his fantasy season. But, gosh, he's been good. He's been very, very Tell good. Tell us if he misses this week. We need to know. Is he going to miss? Is he going to? I would think it's in the best interest of the football club to not have him play this week. Mm. They play North Melbourne. Goldie. Goldie. In vintage form. They're, they're not going to go up the ladder by winning. The fact that Carlton won and that Melbourne didn't win last week means they're locked into second position. So there's nothing to gain. Makes sense to rest him. Give Prusy a go. Don't risk Max getting a severe injury based off what happened to him last week. He's not going to lose your MVP. He's not going to lose the MVP. So for me, Maxi Gorn gets it. No, I was just joking. And I think he should. I, I wouldn't play him, but that's just me. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe he's like, no, nah, mate, I'm cherry ripe to go. And he, maybe he's got himself as captain in Supercoach. He loves it. So maybe yeah. he's like, no, nah, I've got no trades. I've got to play myself. So fair enough, too. He might not have Westop. Uh, so... <laughs> he, had to... he wasn't going to turn up in your Port Adelaide review, will he? I've got them left to go. You do? Oh, he better appear in your drive-bys, mate. Seriously. Uh, most improved, I'm going to give it to Christian Salem. Petrarca's unlucky here. Um, but for Salem, uh, increased his dream team average up uh, 12 points to 91, up nine points a game, uh, up to 91 in Supercoach. Again, like a Tom Stewart that we've talked about, goes from that middle range, relevant in drafts, maybe for daily fantasy, but not salary caps. All of a sudden, he's not top of the tree defender by no means, but if you're looking for a unique D6, maybe not the past month, but he's been pretty good for big chunks of the year. So for me, he's the most improved. 
And then the 2020 watch list, I really am fascinated by Angus Brayshaw. The past two weeks, the midfield time, the role, it's all back where it should have been all year long. He's dropped about 15 points a game off his seasonal average last year, which was, again, heavily weighted with what he did in the back half. Remember the first five, six, seven weeks of rounds um, in, in 2018, it was playing off halfback and didn't turn up. So that was a little, you know, a little slanted through that anyway. He's 15 points off that. I I just want to see what happens in the offseason with Melbourne. I want to see what they Good on with. those guys that didn't have any trades. And, and, and had to keep it. Yeah. Yeah, look. Isn't that like a little bonus at the end of the I, year? I know people that traded out Brayshaw just a fortnight ago. On their ago. last trade. Probably. Last trade, and they were, they were just sick of him. <laughs> Wouldn't that make a year? Yep. But it would sum up your year if you've held Angus Brayshaw yeah, all year. For the whole year, oh. and you drop him on the a week. On the two weeks, good. he yeah. goes good. Yeah, no, that'll do it to you. Uh, so for me, yeah, that's Melbourne. Uh, two clubs left, the Tigers and Port. You want to get, run us through the Port Adelaide footy all club? All right, Port's pretty easy. MVP, no-brainer. Travis Boke yep. as a forward, putting up numbers, 107 in Supercoach, 107 Dream Team. Um, so that's a lay-down Marzair. Uh, most improved. I did give it to this guy until the la- last round. He, he was there all year, and he, he, misses, had a, he misses out because of one, one bag week has yeah, cost him. Darcy Byrne. Oh, Darcy. he's done that to people, hasn't he? DBJ. Yeah, oh. he was actually right there until the end. He, he put up an eight. Are so, you being are you being reactive <laughs> here, Fox? I didn't have him. No, okay. but I know people that did have him, and yes. they lost. They lost their. Prelim, they're out of the grand final. Yeah, because well, of, you're throwing up an eight. No, you, you know. a seven or an eight. It's cost basically a donut. In, yep, in, fair in enough. UF. Yep. So he, yeah, he gets it on. Uh, probably Dan Houston. I'll, I'll just throw him in. Most improved as well, or I'll, is it 2020? Yeah, put him in most improved. Yeah, no, both those guys will be. He had a bit of a spite. Nine, nine wasn't wasn't probably as much as Darcy, Darcy but uh, he deserves that. Um, 2020 watch list. I hope they bring another three kids like they did Rosie, Dersmer, and Butters. You'd like so, to see another three? like to see another three. Oh. Weren't they good for us? Those, well, yeah, those. maybe not Zach as well, much, yeah, not but a, definitely, yeah. Rose, definitely Connor and, yeah. and Zay. Dersmer, I've still got Dersmer still in one of my... He's, the, he's been a really nice guy that's just floated across the year for you. So. Yeah. I like the I like that um, that decision to bring those kids in. They made some great. On the other hand, you take and you give a drive by. Here we go. Is that same match committee? Oh, here we go. (laughs) So this is now. So so you've directed. Hang on, players, supporter groups. Got to cover all groups. You have yet to hit the coaching staff. Now you're lining them up. I think you even lined me up with Harley (laughs) Bunnell before, so that's all right. Who are you going for? Well, you you don't drop Justin West off. Get off. Do you? They dropped him off, and then he came back with with massive numbers. You, you don't drop Scott Lysette, no. Do you? Well, no. Well, why would you drop Scott Lysette? I don't know to build up riders' trade so value. Have maybe Supercoach too. <laughs> you know, um, and Dersma. Did you hear the excuse for Dersma? They said they were dropping him. Yes. Yet he didn't. Pl- there was no game on that week that he got dropped, and he came back the next week. So it's why, safe why, to- why do you drop a guy? How, how does that logic work? Oh. He was rested. 
it's safe to say the selection committee at both South Australian clubs probably haven't had their greatest year. Yeah, but he was rested. He, he was rested. Dropped. Okay. That's fine. Yeah. All right, fair enough. And I reckon that was the bow and arrow. That's why he did the bow and arrow. You reckon he got dropped for that? I, no, I think he did that afterwards just oh, to say, okay. just to, as a little bit of a thing back to the selectors. You're dropping some exclusive stuff on us, Fox. Uh, for me, uh, let me know if I'm on board with your Tigers here. The MVP, going to give it to Basher Hawley. He's uh, averaging career-best numbers for him, 100-plus across the formats, a jump of over 30 points per game. Uh, if you picked the timing to jump on the run and get him, well done, because he was dirt cheap. And he uh, just loves playing at the MCG, as does his Tigers, and he's scoring very, very well. So for me, he's the MVP. Probably should get the most improved too, to be fair. Sydney Stack's unfortunate, but I, I liked Dion Prestia's year. He's gone from like a, a mid-80s across the format again, which is a midfielder. He's kind of no man's land. Even in drafts, he's now averaging 100 across all the formats this year. I think it's marginally off it in Dream Team and Fantasy. He has an average this high before, five years ago at Gold Coast. But for me, he's he's been really underrated as a footballer for a really long time and with injuries um, to the midfield unit, most notably of Trent Cotchin this year, struggling to get his body right. He's been the one constant along with Dustin Martin in that midfield unit. So He loves playing in the rain. Like, yeah, he does, doesn't he? Clean. Oh, so Is good. He, he'll, he'll definitely be in the, the top three in the BNF. Uh, Grimes, Grimes not fantasy relevant, but he'll be in the top three. Who would be the other one of the top three? I don't know. <laughs> Dusty? Would it be in the top three? He's Shane Edwards? A couple of, you know, it's hard to pick. Um, best and fairest but I know those two guys have been solid week in week out been very, very those good. two will be right up there and then for my 2020 watch list all DPP dependent but if Dusty does gain forward status it's going to be very hard to go against him next year his DPP for next year could come down to could, what happens could, in finals yeah could come de- no because they don't do they do find they don't do? Finals? I have this vague recollection in the back of my mind last year that didn't. Danger was dependent on his like his oh, finals been. last year. But it might be what he does in the next. Well, it might be what he does in the next couple of games that balances it out. Which, which last week's game didn't help his DPP. No, did it? It would not have helped his DPP. <laughs> did not help at all. To be fair, Trent Cotchin's injury is probably not helping him, is it? Yeah, just true. He's back. I think he'll be back this week. Trent's so Dusty back. probably might get a little bit of forward. All right, fair enough, too. Well, that's good news for the Tiger fans. I love seeing Trent out there uh, up against Brisbane. That's going to be a ripper game um, at the G. All right, that's our MVP, our most improved, and our 2020 watch list. Before we wrap up the episode, a couple of quick questions uh, from our Patreons. We thank you so much for your support this year. Kyle wants to know in AFL Fantasy, well, really in any format, I suppose, but he's AFL Fantasy-specific. Fox, who, who do you think are going to be the top five scorers to chase this week? In terms of fixtures, while you gather your thoughts, probably the most favourable does look like Gold Coast up against uh, GWS. You'd probably think they've got the best matchup. I don't mind. Let's have a look. Who have you got there for your matchups, Fox? Oh, we're going to get to round 23. Um, yeah, GWS, any of the midfield there. Uh, let's have a look. Haven't done any research here. I like McRae um, against the Crows, who don't tag. Oh, what about Danger? 
Yep, he should be good against... GMHBA Alphabet Stadium. Yeah, Ed Kernow might try to do a bit of a run with him. But he yeah. loves that stadium, so he, he'd be good. Um, Bulldogs, one of those trio. Yeah, the Crows cut, just don't know how to stop opposition Yeah, I'd probably be throwing everything into that. Grundy against yeah, Grundy. Zach Clark. Yeah, that's the first game of the round. So that's your right. vice-captains. You're yeah, right there's there. Your, there's your VC bang on him. And then maybe go into McRae. Yeah, that's a pretty good combo. I think Dunkley was up last week, so probably McRae this week. They've sort of... McRae's the yeah. safe, like, you know yeah. you're going to great score. Dunkley will give you a bit more ceiling. But he might give you that. The basement might hurt too. you a bit there, too. They're both great. They're both great. Yeah, that'd be the two games. All right, fair enough, too. And then uh, Jason wants to know in Supercoach, he's up against a guy who is ninth overall, but he somehow jagged his way into the grand final up against him. So, look, well done to Jason. Um, he's got two trades left. He's been holding on, trying to get through to the grand final. He's done it. He's looking for some uniques and to get some possible loopholes. Well, one right there is chuck the VC on Grundy. Like, that. that's a real easy call in Supercoach. He does own him. I've got his full team here. He's looking for some uniques. Um, he's He likes Higgins from North Melbourne um, coming up against uh, the Ds this week at Blundstone Arena. Maybe Higgins was the one, like a bit reactionary potentially. I don't know if that's a great ground. Is, it, is that a great I'd scoring ground? I'd have to go back ground? and look. I'm not sure, Fox. That's the lower Tasmanian ground, isn't it? I believe so. lower to the Arctic. I don't know. Some Antarctic. of our Tassie friends will tell us. Yeah. Big Mal, a Patreon oh, he'd, supporter, he'd, he'll right let us know. That's not Launceston. I think that's Hobart. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not great with my geography. So, anyway, he's looking to go super unique. He, he likes the idea of Buddy. If he gets named, the Swans do have some oh, Kilda. I wouldn't, I wouldn't go Buddy. All right, fair enough. Stay Good away tonight. from Buddy. Um, he's looking at some other names. This is what his team looks like at the moment. Williams, Lloyd, Laird, Brody Smith, Stewart, and Crisp. You happy with that back line in Supercoach? Crisp. I'm he's got not, Crispy. I'm not, I'm not that keen on Even him against in Supercoach. Okay. So that would be my... That would be the first one. Okay, that's the first one you've looked at. McRae, Fife, Yo, Oliver, Cripps, Neil, Walters, Walsh, and Angus Brayshaw is on the bench. Oh, okay. So. Walsh. 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 As can, Rook. Sam Walsh, yeah. Okay. Uh, That'd be another. Uh, yeah, oh, I think he's got an opportunity to get Walters into the forward line. Okay. You're yeah. going to hate it, though. Um, The Rucks are gone and Grundy, so he's fine yeah. there. Dunkley, Dangerfield, Heaney, Kelly, Gray, coming up against Frio, and Westhoff. Oh, he needs to get Walters into the forward line. Well, he can't make that choice yet. He can't make... Last <coughs> game of the round, those Port Adelaide ones too. Yeah. <laughs> because and if Gorn's out... If Gorn's out, that's going to happen. trade, throw Westhoff up. So you're waiting for lockout, rolling and moves And then you're here. probably, what, 80 points up. Because the other guy probably hasn't got him yep. and stuff. So, and he probably copped a donut, probably hasn't got a trade. So, yeah. Westhoff could go. Who, who are they playing? Uh, oh, Westhoff could go. Ton. He could. <laughs> he could get dropped. Oh, I too. think you're right. I think you're waiting for that matchup at 210 to see what yeah. Melbourne do and whether or not they're playing a concern. You know, maybe you know the game result already with Gorn. You've got that DPP. Yeah. Safety net that through there. That might win you the game. That could, um, but that's all team selection dependent. But if you can get... Um, look, Brayshaw's role at the moment, 
they're giving him every opportunity. He's as good a unique as any at the moment yeah. in terms of currency. So I, I like that. But yeah, getting Sam Walsh up to the best available is yeah, the way to Sam, go. Sam Walsh out. And uh, if Gorn does play, then I'd be getting rid of Westoff. I know you're a fan of him. Throw Walters forward and get a if unique. If you can't mid. use him, get rid of him. Yeah, so yeah. Just the one game. Chuck Walters he's there, forward. He's there for. He's there for an emergency. So Walsh is the number one trade out for yeah, you. Yeah. Put uh, Brayshaw on the field. Yeah. Why not? Yep. Um, so you could really you could downgrade. Do you can loop. You could downgrade there. I don't know. Uh, if you made. wanted to. Um, yeah, you could do some loophole choices through there. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I don't mind the thought of getting Walters forward and <laughs> up you go and use the cash of Walsh and Walters yeah. would be one of um, Westoff, I'd be saying. Yeah, that sounds good. And good luck. Yep, exactly, mate. Uh, and good luck to you in your final week of your fantasy footy season. No matter what format you play, no matter what focus you've been playing, uh, massive thank you to every single one of you for, one, getting through this Hour 20 podcast, but also, two, for listening to every single episode over the season and pre-season for going to coachespanel.tv. And even greater thank you to our Patreons helping us be able to do what we do every single week. But ultimately, thank you to you for every part you've played. We're looking forward Thanks, guys. to being back with you in 2020. Some familiar faces and also some new faces heading your way. I've got more to tell you about that very soon. <laughs>